Is Alex Jones right and we're all wrong? Is Ronald McDonald a reincarnation of some ancient hell beast enslaving humanity one ninety nine p burger at a time? Answers to these questions and more in this episode of This Paranormal Life. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Tuesday again. You're joined by Mr. Roy Pars and myself, Mr. Kit Greer, two paranormal investigators, professional, professional paranormal please investigators. Add that. <laughs> On the brink of insanity, broadcast live to you from our basement every week. I really hope that second one isn't true because I've had a I've had a bit of McDonald's recently. I don't I, know if you've noticed. <laughs> I've had a bad amount. About two hundred pounds. Holy shit, dude! I wasn't gonna say. Um, and the problem is, every McDonald's I've been to now have self serving really? desks. Yeah. Which is a big problem because it eliminates the shame factor. A little thing I, I've patented the shame oh, factor. Oh, the, these are like the tablets on the wall. Yeah, where like you just press the pretty things. Put, and it's like, all like contactless. You don't even give them money. No, you just tap. No, no, no. And so, and then it's done. And then yeah. at the end, they just like, uh, they're like, um, a package for fatso. And wow. I just walk over and take it and eat That's it That's rude. Do they say that? That's yeah, rude. every time. They're wow. like, um, oink, oink, piggy. I'm the they only one as well. Throw it in a trough. Every other one, every other one, they're like, number 34, uh, yeah. 61, uh, I'm like, yeah. What do you order? Come eat fatty. What? What do you order? Not even from the menu. I just say like the runoff lard, <laughs> just put it in a bag. <laughs> You're like, I just like salted, uh, fried salted chips, hold the chips and just like put it in a bag for me. <laughs> just put me in the fryer. <laughs> Dunk At my the head. end of the night, put me in the fryer and I'll leave in the morning. I'll let myself out. Could you please uh, Guantanamo me in the fryer? <clears throat> Welcome back to the podcast where every week we dissect a different paranormal claim or tale and just find out what's true and what's fake as shit. Well, as always, Roy, I've got a doozy for you today. Okay. So last week we covered something very modern. I'm taking you back a little bit further but very close to home physically. This is in London. Okay. Tell me, how much do you know about Spring Hill Jack? So, I know we've had a number of people actually email in suggesting very we investigate. Very popular, yes. Um, but aside from that, I know that he was a nuisance. <laughs> I, I know that he was... He was a premier again, dickling. <laughs> local to London. Yes. Uh, I guess the implication from his name is that he can jump... He's got hops. He's got hops. He's like Jordan or something. Uh, yes, he's, he's capable of leaping. Although, to what amount? I have no idea. Is mm-hmm. it a building or mm-hmm. is it a foot higher than the average man? Yeah. It's a mystery. So I, I'm actually, I actually didn't out. know much about it before we started getting uh, submissions mm-hmm. uh, requesting this particular topic. And it took me down a deep rabbit hole with lots of twists and turns. Rather than get bogged down right away, let's just wind the clock back to 1837 right here in london england in the 1800s there were many reports of ghosts that stalked london streets and they would like descend on lonely passers-by in the streets but one such ghost was all too real it's october and mary stevens is walking to lavender hill where she worked as a servant she's seems rough doesn't it yeah yeah it doesn't seem right to say in a sentence no, works as a servant. Worked as a servant on as as nice a place as Lavender Hill, <laughs> as well to presumably get whipped to walk <laughs> to get whipped on Lavender Hill. Yeah, I live on God. Princess Avenue, <laughs> uh, where I'm flogged. I wear a toilet. <laughs> uh, my professional job is a toilet on a petticoat lane. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yes, I work in Paradise Square as a whore. <laughs> Uh, Maybe they love sex, though. So, you know. Uh, She's walking through Clapham Common. I don't know what the weather was like, but let's just say it's dark. Let's just say it's rainy. Stormy. Yeah, dude. Windy. The wind's howling. (laughs) Suddenly, something leaps out of a dark alleyway. It grabs Mary, tossing her about, ripping her clothes. And when she feels it touch her, she feels claws instead of skin. Jesus. She claimed its touch was cold and clammy like a corpse. She, of course, freaks out, running, battling this creature off. Startled, the beast runs off quickly into the night, and people run to Mary's aid, but by now the attacker is, like, long gone. Yeah. Probably due to the spring in his heels. <laughs> I resume. Uh, well, I don't know what you're talking about, Roy. We have no evidence of that yet. 
Well, the people of Clapham didn't have to wait long for their second glimpse of the attacker because the very next day, near Mary's home in fact, a man is driving a horse and carriage through the streets. When out of nowhere, a shadowy beast leaps out at him. <laughs> the coachman swerves violently. I don't know how he can swerve yeah. a horse and carriage. The horse just locks in place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they got those. It's like, like Tokyo Drift. He power slid around the corner. I've got those modern, like, anti locking horses. Yeah. They're like super safe in a crash. He swerves violently, crashing and injuring himself dreadfully. Witnesses claim that the culprit escaped by jumping over a nine foot high wall, laughing in a high pitched scream all the way into the distance. Can you imagine how terrifying that is? That's terrifying for two reasons. Yes. One, obviously the screaming man jumping over a nine-foot yes, wall. Sir. But also, let's think about this. If you have to stop a carriage, yes. it's not like a car, right? Presum- like, how did they slow mm. a carriage down? Because if the horse just stops, it dies. Like it's killed by the carriage. Yeah, you I know? guess. There's quite a bit of momentum. I feel There's like got to be well- some braking mechanism, right, on board. Yeah, I mean, I, but you don't you just like pull on like, oh yeah, for the wheels. But the, the thing, the yeah, carriage yeah, the will keep going, yeah. <laughs> this Maybe. carriage of TNT doesn't have any brakes. I'm sure it'll be fine. Maybe like carriage, our horses that pull carriages are just like one trick ponies. Like they just die, they're like expendable. <laughs> and then when you arrive at your destination, you hop on a new one. Yeah, it's like it a little like, like origami carriage. Yeah. They just, like, just recycle at the end of every ride. Yeah, and also I feel like, I mean, I guess it's, yeah, it's the driver doing this, but I feel like if a, if a one man jumps out in front of a horse and carriage, I feel like those horses are just mowing that man down. Yeah, you're going to kill like that stopping. guy. Yeah. Unless it's not a guy. Hyperventilates, drop to the floor. Swallow to fly. Needless to say, people start going freaking primal, dude. And the papers dubbed him spring Jack. After... After two oh, accidents, yeah. he's got his own name and persona. <laughs> it's our boys eat that shit up. People had nothing to do back then. That's crazy. I know, but I feel like these days, if Donald Trump takes a shit, it's like <laughs> all over HuffPost and like Washington Post and stuff. You know, it's like... They it's always re- call him the goblin shit lord. <laughs> like, he's got his own persona. It's yeah. like, imagine if there's like a... Fiery ass <laughs> Trump. Imagine <laughs> Imagine there's like like a stabbing down the street and then within one day there's rumors being spread about like Jake knife fingers. You yeah. know? Like, like well, yeah, I know. It's more mystical than just a stabbing. What we'll see throughout this story is like the way that people talked back then is like so stupid. It's so like <laughs> like you forget how far we've come in terms of the the most polite person today, if they went back in time, they would probably like shoot them in the face. <laughs> thinking they were like a feral dog for how like <laughs> casual our speech is today because right. back then even it didn't matter who you were you spoke like dickens english it's very odd to read in these early sightings of spring hill jack he was described as disgusting devilish awful monstrous appearance deep red eyes and according to one report a wicked smile of <laughs> wait <laughs> let me let me do an authentic like London 1800s accent yeah yeah. according to one report a wicked smile of unimaginable terror (laughs) I thought you were it really threw me because I thought you were going to do a fancy voice no that's like an authentic London accent do you like do you hear people in the streets you hear people in the streets talking to each other how's it going mate yeah no 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 like last time I was out and I was like getting stuff from the shop and they were like do you want a pack of smokes yeah. with that? Right. So like a They're little so different to what I was what doing. what we're doing, though. That's fair. They're so yeah. different. I feel like yours is just, it's all over the place. Right. Where you like, yeah. I mean, what you're doing is probably like, Say, that's more of an Eastern like song. But just, but like out West, where I, like this was set. Right. It's more like, oh, yeah, it's like this. No, that's still so wrong. Look, just say, say where's the car in your accent? <clears throat> where's the car? And I'll do mine. Where's the car? I mean, right. that's what, this is where I you see, should be. I see what you're saying. Sorry, dude. Yeah, I, just stop. If, Honestly, okay. just stop. Because it's, it's an embarrassment at this point. Yes. I hope you cut this part of the podcast. I'm embarrassed for you. <clears throat> yeah. Or as they would say, I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that mine is worse. 
I'm embarrassed. <laughs> well, color me embarrassed. <laughs> well, if I didn't need a peach iced tea on a cool August night such as this. Time to play on the old London banjo. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, so he had a wicked smile of unimaginable terror. Of course, he wore a cloak underneath. <laughs> of course. Underneath, some described him wearing, <laughs> this is hideous, a tight-fitting white oil skin. Which I had to look up what that was, but that's what, that? what fishermen wear at sea. Well, apparently that's an oil skin you would wear if you're fishing. Why would he wear a skin a tight? tight one that was white. But they didn't say it was It was literally that, but that's what it looks like. That's, okay. that's what he looked like. So we don't know if that's his So he painted himself white. Or if it's skin or whatever. Yeah. Uh, another account described him wearing a helmet uh, and having... <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> you're jumping in front you of fucking high. garages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And having a tall, gentlemanly physique. A couple of witnesses even claimed that he spoke English. But you looked at me like I was going to have something more to say about that. <laughs> but that's pretty standard. But before that, you jump to conclusions that this Jumped was just... nice, dude. <laughs> yes, that was good. Before you spring to conclusions. Before you stab to conclusions <laughs> that this was just a man... Several people agreed that he could breathe white and blue flames and that he had sharp metal claws like the Wolverine. So definitely paranormal. Right. Okay. We were getting there. Shortly after these sightings, on the 9th of January, 1838, the Lord Mayor, Sir John Cowan, led a public meeting addressing the people's concerns. This is the Lord Mayor of London. This is like Sadiq Khan, like holding a meeting tomorrow about spring Jack. One member of the crowd brings up spring Jack, saying that it's definitely real. What about spring Jack? He's there to discuss, like, the new sanitary regulations. <laughs> and the whole crowd's just like, get to, get to spring Jack. Yeah, so, so we're, here to, we're here to discuss um, the strikes um, on, on, the, on, the, on the TFL. And what about to, spring Jack? Yeah, I mean, that, that's just, it's just hearsay, isn't He's it? coming yeah. for us. No, we're here to talk about economic policy. What are you going to do to keep him out of town? He's not bloody real, is he? <laughs> that's just what spring Jack would say. Oh, Jesus. Get him, boy. Oh, cr- oh Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this guy in the crowd said that the servant girls of Kensington, Hammersmith and Ealing tell dreadful stories of this ghost slash devil. The mayor was pretty sceptical, but people agreed. One person suggested that someone had been dared by their friends to scare people. It was a pretty practical idea. Yeah. And because some of the girls have been describing people, you know, in the guise of a ghost, a bear or a devil. Right. Which are all quite broad things, I would say. Yeah. But, but I guess this came in like a, in a spate of attacks. And so it was all grouped together as the same thing. Was this like, were these attacks following like a discount sale at a Halloween <laughs> store or something? <laughs> they described attacks from a gorilla man, a vampire <laughs> and a sexy, a sexy nurse. nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Elsa from Frozen. <laughs> Dude, yeah. In, by one account from these people, he said um, that a man had appeared at one house, knocked the door, and when a servant answered, she was so horrified by what she saw, she goddamn fainted, and she hadn't recovered since. This was days later. What did she see? Did she say what she saw? Just this devilish man with a horrible physique spitting blue flames. Okay, well, yeah, that would do it, Yeah. Right? Well, news of this meeting got out and it was reported in the Times and several other papers. The mayor was forced... (laughs) This is quite funny. The mayor was forced to reveal that even though he was sceptical, he revealed he had known about Spring Hill Jack all along and he he revealed to the public a giant pile of letters from all over London, people complaining about the wicked pranks committed by the Spring Hill Jack. Damn! That's crazy. He was kind of hoping to like sweep it under the rug, like not really talk about it at that. Yeah. But um, he was like, okay, this is the most pressing shit. Letters full of women frightened into dangerous fits and some severely wounded by claws. Others claimed that in Stockwell, Brixen, Vauxhall and Lewisham, several people had died of fright or had fits. The mayor was torn. He said, it's impossible that a ghost performs the feats of a devil upon the earth. Sorry. It's impossible a ghost performs the feats of a devil upon the earth. But he also personally knew someone who had been caught up in one of these incidents. Basically, he was looking for the Scooby-Doo unmasking moment. He accepted that it was happening, but he was pretty skeptical that this is like a paranormal event. This sounds quite suspicious, though, because it sounds like uh, Peter Parker says he's like best friends with Spider-Man. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I can get you all these like pictures of Spider-Man. 
Like, I think the bear's being like, all right, I actually, I know someone who's a close <laughs> friend who's Frank Hill Jack. And he has to just set up all these pictures to make it look like he's been caught, like, in actions. Like, so we have a photograph yeah. of uh, the guy and there. of course the mayor's going to, like, downplay that he's real. It's like, I don't believe it. I think it's just a guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why is Spring Hill Jack uh, wearing the memorial <laughs> ribbon that only the mayor has? Like, he must have just ganked it off me at some point. <laughs> and the, the, the keys the, to the town... <laughs> Why is the mayor wearing Air Jordans? <laughs> Why does he need Air Jordans? <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about it popped into my. You know, when you're having like shower thoughts, like yeah, that's a good name for a podcast. Yeah, shower that thoughts. is. It definitely exists. It's got to exist. You think so? Probably. Let's change our name. Oh shit! Let's shower, just change the podcast. Shower nightmare ghosts. thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> shower ghosts. Paranormal showers. <laughs> that's good. Oh yeah, I was thinking that like one day it was just like popped into my head while I was cycling or something. I was like, that was such a funny premise for a superhero that he like makes his living by taking photos of himself. Of himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got you some good pictures of like maybe that's what the mayor's doing. Is being like, yeah. oh, <laughs> here's a picture of me beating up Spring Hill Jack. <laughs> it's doing that thing where you're in a doorway. But your hand is just off the side. So it looks like you're strangling someone, but it's just your own hand. It's like, oh, I'm getting him good at this one. He wrote, and they're all like, it's Mare, 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 Mare. Oh, oh, oh. And the like, anyway, see you later. <laughs> Leaps 20 feet. It's off proper Scooby Doo style, like a video where he runs in one door yeah. and Spring Hill Jack comes out the other. He runs in the other. <laughs> Mrs. Doubt firing his way through it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whenever he's going up for re-election. Spring Heel Jack, attacks have been down 600% since <laughs> I've been mayor. So he's pretty sceptical, but he, but he knows that something's going on. So he instructs the police to hunt down this individual. There is even a handsome reward for who could do it. Things were starting to heat up. The stories were still pretty vague. Was it always the same attacker? Is this just a prankster? Is it even paranormal at all? Right. Well, two incidents around this time would cement the spring Jack in people's minds for decades. As paranormal or just he clawed someone again? I'll let you do the deciding. Okay. <laughs> Twas the night of 19th February, 1838. <laughs> Twas the night of the infamous clawing. <laughs> the great London clawing. Of 1838. Twas the night of the homeless clawing. (laughs) And Jane as... One of those words that you read but never say out loud. Yeah. Okay. And Jane Alsop hears a knock at her door. A police officer is standing there. And he says to her quickly, bring a light. We've caught Spring Hill Jack here in the lane. Jesus. She brings him a candle. And as the flame illuminates her hallway... All the way to the front door, she looks up and notices this policeman's wearing a large cloak. No. As she hands him the candle, he throws off his cloak, revealing a most hideous and frightful appearance. No. He vomits blue and white flames. His eyes burn red with balls of fire. He grabs her immediately and starts tearing her gown off with his metal claws. As she scrambles away, he grabs her leg. She tries to hide in the house and get up the stairs. One of her sisters hears a commotion, running down, coming to her aid. Spring-heeled Jack flees from the scene. Damn. But she's okay. So she's okay. She's I. Okay. Only a few days after this chilling attack, there would be another victim. Lucy Scales, aged 18. Her and her sis are walking home after visiting their brother down Green Dragon Alley, which is badass. Yeah. But if you're walking home at night, Green Dragon Alley. Avoid it. Yeah, I would definitely try and avoid that one. I feel like, I, I just think this is so badass, like all these stories. Because I think this is near Limehouse, I think it said. Like, I, we should go to these places. We, we need to go to should. Green Dragon Alley. Because everyone's always like, oh, let's do the tour of London where we can see where Jack the Ripper killed his victims. Yeah. F*** Jack the Ripper. Did he have balls of fire? Yeah. Could he vomit fire onto people? Did, Did he, he have, have metal claws? claws? Absolutely I mean, not. he had knives. I don't but... give a damn. I want to go to Green Dragon. <laughs> Green Jack, what did you say this was? <laughs> you said there was like a dragon or some shit well, in London? Piccadilly Circus or something? <laughs> Yeah, they're walking home, and they see at the end of the, the path, down Green Dragon Alley, uh, a man standing in a large black cloak. Turn around. <laughs> Lucy's walking in front of her sister no. towards the man, no. and just as they're passing him, he vomits blue flames into her face, temporarily blinding her. Jesus. He drops the ground into violent fits. Her brother hears the commotion because he's just left them. They were meeting in the street, and he runs after them to see what's up. He sees a tall, gentlemanly man. I mean, it's not gentlemanly. I know. Why is, 
What kind of a description of a physique is that? Gentlemanly? I mean, he's like good, elegantly good lead, like, he look? Like, like he looks like a demon, but his posture is incredible. Like, I mean, holy shit, is that an Armani suit? That's insane. Yeah. That thing's so expensive. <laughs> he sees the gentlemanly man in a large cloak carrying a small lantern, a bit like the police would use, he said. He walked away quickly and no one caught him. I guess he was too far away when his brother's running down the lane. But right. No, but no one caught him. Well, the police searched high and low, questioning many, particularly one Thomas Milbank, who immediately after the reported attack on Jane Alsop had boasted in the local pub that he was Springhill Jack. <laughs> he was arrested and tried in court. Milbank had been wearing white overalls and they had found a cloak and candle he dropped in the street. Jesus. But he couldn't be convicted because Jane insisted that her attacker could breathe fire, but Milbank could not breathe fire. So, fair play to Jane here. She's gone around saying that this person is breathing fire. Yeah. To the point where it seems almost certain they've caught the right person. Yes. But she insists it's not him because yes. he can't breathe fire. So it does seem a bit preposterous, but if you've been attacked in that way, when someone comes to your door and you've yeah. seen them face to face and they've, they've bloody manhandled you and ripped your clothes and chased you up a set of stairs... You probably do know what they look like. Right. So. It's kind of like if I'm walking home yes. from the you know, from work, like late at night, mm-hmm. down Green Dragon Lane. <laughs> Granted, you and work I, on Green Dragon Lane. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird coincidence. <laughs> um, and I get stabbed yes. by an alien. God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And then I'm I'm on the floor. I get, re- I get rescued. I survive. Yeah. And then the police call me in. They're like, look, we we caught the attacker. Mm-hmm. He he fessed up to the crime. There's some CCTV footage. And I can watch the footage, but the footage is a man stabbing me. <laughs> and they've caught the man from the video. Yeah. But if I was 100% sure that it was an alien. Right. You know, how can you... How do you express that? How do you word that? Yeah. Would you feel comfortable letting a man be punished for that crime if you were a hundred percent sure? Yeah. That it was a three foot gnomish, bulbous head, big eyed alien. That's tough. I mean, like even if it was a guy, but a small detail, like well, he was levitating. Yeah. And you know, it's but it would be hard to. And then they're like, "Hey, we caught the guy." It's like, well, can he levitate? No, but well, I mean, he could. So like, you don't <laughs> I mean, have a guy. That's a little bit more difficult because it's like. It's like, oh, is he levitating? Well, can you levitate? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> I'm That's trying right now, I promise. Say. Break oh. his legs. <laughs> yeah. So like this dude that they've caught, she's like, oh, it's not him because he can't breathe blue fire. I mean, how do they know that? Maybe it's he a, just refused <laughs> to breathe the fire. It's a, tricky, it's a tricky one because he has already fessed up to the crime. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they even just caught a guy who happened to be there and looked like it. Right. He's told everyone that he's him. <laughs> I also love the idea of him like meeting every other description. Like he looks like a demon. He's got red glowing eyes. <laughs> like blood on his clawed fingers. It's like, what about the, the fire thing? I don't think he could do it. <laughs> let him go, boys. <laughs> and he's just he's killing like, people on the way he's out. He's like, I did it. I for sure did it. <laughs> they go to let him out of the cell and he's just murdered his like cellmates. <laughs> Am I free? <laughs> He's springing around the place. <laughs> In blood on the walls, spring heel was here. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now... 
this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Here. So the stories of Lucy and Jane became famous, and spring Jack became famous beyond belief. He was all over the newspapers and several theatres performed shows featuring him. And if you're wondering what he looked like, <laughs> this is awful. Apparently, the theatres mostly just cast him as the devil but Hispanic. Jeez, <laughs> come on, guys. How rude is that? God damn, London. <laughs> I guess. I feel like we've moved on. 1800s, you know. God, it's not that one, long ago. Let this Jesus. one slide. Yeah. Okay. I mean, weirdly, that play is still running in the West End <laughs> today. Hit show. Lame is and uh, the legend of Spring Hill Jack. Of <laughs> Hispanic Jack. <laughs> and all during this time of fame and popularity, Spring Hill Jack was still being seen, although somewhat less frequently. He was spreading out. There were sightings all over the country. He could be seen attacking people in the streets, drivers and carriages on the roads. He was even reported to have infiltrated the British Army. Soldiers at Aldershot Barracks said that the sentry on duty one August night was walking through the barracks in darkness on his usual patrol when he suddenly turns to see a shadowy figure standing right ahead. Who goes there? He shouts. Show yourself! But the figure doesn't flinch until he runs at the soldier full pelt anime style Jesus. hands behind his back <laughs> and the soldier... Kunai in hand! <laughs> and the soldier draws his weapon but... The figure slaps him several times in the face. No match for the mighty Rasengan. The creature lashes upon it. Reeling, the soldier fires on the man. But he doesn't go down. He runs and jumps away with supernatural speed. This was taken so seriously that in Lord Ernest Hamilton's memoir, he wrote about his time at Aldershot Barracks and about the spring Jack appearing and how sentries across the barracks were issued with ammunition in order to shoot the night terror on sight. Damn. People were divided. Some thought that spring Jack was a paranormal beast. Others thought he was a prankster. And we know law enforcement was taking Jack seriously. But did they catch anyone? Well, one man was a prime suspect. A man so devilish and awful, so prolific... So many experiences with the police and women that his name immediately came to mind when people heard of these attacks. Jack. <laughs> it was Jack. He was an Irish nobleman called the Marcus of Waterford. A he nobleman? <laughs> really? Irish, though. Right. He was constantly brawling, drinking, cursing, betting, and making, quote, brutal jokes. Which I just love. I like I like to think that he was just like a roast artist of like the 1800s. Just like calling out like dwarves for being like short AF or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Just roasting people left, right, and center. I assume like brutal jokes would be more like, knock, knock. Who's there? Like, open the door. I'll f***ing kill you. <laughs> it's like just horrible. <laughs> but maybe that was funny yeah. at the time. Do you think like brutal jokes is just like roundhouse kicking someone in the face? Yeah. It's just like you violence. You know a brutal joke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> floors him there's the punchline bitch <laughs> puts on whatever the equivalent of sunglasses are in the victorian days Mon I mean, two monocles <laughs> <laughs> walks out of the bar <laughs> also throw back to another episode this nobleman is corny the ghost oh shit yeah the irish nobleman in constantly f***ing with people he was known far and wide as the mad marcus apparently he was known to amuse himself by pranking travelers freaking them out and whatnot I actually, I actually discovered during this research that the Mad Marcus, get this, is where the term paint the town red comes from. What? Why? Basically, him and his mates, the Mad Marcus, the Marcus of Waterford, him and his mates were staggering back one night from a fox hunt, totally pissed. And when they had to pass a toll gate, basically didn't want to pay the tollkeeper. Who does? So, <laughs> granted, off. kill him. Twist his neck. Blatant 
ripoff. They tied up the gatekeeper and stole his paint and brushes that he had lying around. They painted him and his gate red and went on a brutal rampage, knocking on people's doors, kicking over flower pots, and at one point they flipped over a caravan. And when policemen tried to intervene, they were beaten up and painted red. <laughs> well, all these men were eventually arrested for their crimes and fined £100 each. And that's all? Or maybe that's like a million dollars. I did look this up. Days. Apparently, it's hard to like adjust for inflation, but right. it could be anything from about 20 grand to like a quarter mil. God damn. <laughs> and these boys just paid it off like it was nothing? Well, Marcus of Waterford, he's flush with cash. <laughs> He made his money the the old-fashioned way. (laughs) I was run over by a carriage. (laughs) (laughs) This makes so much sense, jumping in front of carriages. Yeah, that's all Spring Hill Jack was trying to do, was get a sweet payout. He was just (laughs) leaping in front of carriages, trying to get hit. Oh my god. So he could sue. (laughs) That backs up the claim that it is Marcus himself. It does a bit. So people were pretty convinced this could be him, but unfortunately it didn't add up. Uh, he eventually retired to a quiet life in Ireland, so he wasn't in London, and oh. he actually died. And like Spring Hill Jack sightings continued to go on. So. Okay. Uh, one man was actually caught and convicted for being a suspected Spring Hill Jack, a Mr. Captain Finch. He was caught indeed dressed like Jack with an awful mask and horns. God except- Lord. He was uh, 100% human, and he was using the disguise to assault women in the street. And because sightings of Spring Hill Jack continued after his arrest, we can assume he was just harassing women. Okay. And I imagine this is probably quite a thing that like people started doing it because they thought knew they would get away. They're like, this Spring Hill Jack guy is getting away with like molesting women left, right, and center. Yeah. I'll just do that and put on and, a mask. And people and will say it. it's Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it'll not just gonna be like, add it to the list of attacks. Right. It's, it's not like, going to be this new person that pops up. Yeah. <laughs> One guy does it, first night gets busted, <laughs> knocked the f*** out by the first woman he touches. <laughs> and in some instances, for example, people's imaginations definitely just got the better of them. One Brighton man in 1838 reported that Spring Hill Jack had appeared to him as a small bear or other four-foot-tall animal that jumped into his garden and chased him around the garden, growling at him for a long time. <laughs> Eventually, it ran up the wall and escaped. That's that's a badger. I mean, that's that's like a forest creature. I don't know, man. <laughs> like... Again, we briefly mentioned on the podcast before, but the experience that I did have in Dublin, it sounds quite similar to right. to that story. Can you just stop? How, how about you just stop? I mean, like, okay, like, like, wait, wait, wait. I mean, like, I feel like I've barely even begun to get into my story. I feel like I've barely, I feel like you've just been hogging the mic uh, all episode, actually. Yeah, it's fine. So I you just, just, you just think like it's good to just derail the pot. You just think that's good. That's a good I just, thing. It's just something that happened and it was paranormal. Yeah. And I thought people would be interested in it. But no, you're right. I yeah, do real f- f- a. No, no f- a. Let's just let's just talk about your like childhood experiences. Let's just talk about your childhood. How about that? I was good. It was just fine. shut up <laughs> and let's move on, dude. You leap nine feet into the air. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and I won't get too into it, but weirdly, this that sentry at the barracks who was slapped. We, there does seem to be a number of slapping incidents. This is a bit like when ha- remember when happy slapping was big. Yes, because there's another story here of a British army officer in um, South Hertfordshire. He was cycling along, I believe, and saw a man leaping over hedgerows in a single bound. And eventually, the man reached the road he was cycling on and slapped him so hard he fell to the ground and left a red handprint in his face for hours. It's weird because, like, happy slapping is such a childish thing. Yeah, Spring Hill Jack could be seen leaping over nine foot walls and backhanding people in the crotch. Yeah. <laughs> what was that one called when you smack people in the dick? Swifty. Was that what it called? Swifty? Well, that's what our principal called it. I do remember that. We had a whole... <laughs> but was there not a different name for it? I swear there was one, because I remember that assembly. Name. I remember that, what, a dick tap or Dick something? flick. Dick flick. That's Maybe that's what it was. it was. Yeah, dick flick. I remember we had a whole assembly in school where the principal was being like, this has to stop <laughs> before none of you can have children. He was like, do you remember that assembly? Yeah. Um, it was re- oh he was God, like, I'm being yesterday. so serious. He was like, can all the girls in the school leave the hall? I remember like it was He's yesterday because like, it was yesterday. <laughs> we went back, back. We were back. We were like the spring heel jacks of our school. <laughs> 
So, one interesting thing I came across in all my research about Spring-Heeled Jack was that, like many paranormal tales, it's not isolated to one place, like London. It's not even isolated to one country. Yeah, that's right. If we travel to Prague in the Czech Republic, there is history, tales of the... I'm probably butchering this pronunciation, but the Perak, the Spring Man of Prague... (laughs) Springman of Prague was said to leap out from shadowy alleys and startle passers-by. Oral tradition suggests that some of Perak's leaps were of extraordinary magnitude. Wow. He would apparently jump over train carriages and walls. So this sounds a lot like the legend of Spring-Heeled Jack. It does, Very yeah. similar. And I think it's kind of in the same sort of time period of that kind of hundred years sort of time period. Um, interestingly, there's another tale in the Czech Republic, of a creature called Razorblade Man. <laughs> okay, a bit more on the nose. <laughs> Who is said to slash victims with razor blades oh, spoiler alert there. his fingers. <laughs> Which, while bizarre, does sort of echo Spring-Heeled Jack's metallic claws that he had. Right. That he would mess up these people with in the streets. They just didn't call him Razorblade Man. <laughs> However, the difference being from the Perak and Spring-Heeled Yes. Sorry, I just... You, you visibly have an issue with this whole story. <laughs> it's not the story, but you, you just mentioned, you know, they didn't call him Razorblade Man. Yeah. And it's, I just find that so strange that they got this guy who has, like, razor-sharp claws, can spit fire from his mouth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they named him after the fact he can jump slightly <laughs> higher than any other human. <laughs> That's true. Like, of all of his... Like, that's the most mundane of all his abilities. Yeah, they called, could have called him, like, Dragon Boy. Yes! Spitting fire, yeah. Yeah! I guess, like, back then, it's like, you know, white people can't jump. Victorian people of London could couldn't, not jump. You couldn't jump. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing. It's like, fire, we get. Claws, yeah. we get. We all breathe it. It's <laughs> fine. We all have claws. <laughs> but jumping more than two foot, whoa. He's Slow a wizard. <laughs> However, one of the differences between the Perak, Spring Man of, of Prague, and Spring Hill Jack of London is that in the Czech Republic, Perak was a goddamn folklore hero. He starred in movies, including one in 1946, called Perak and the SS, where he battled the Nazis himself. What? That's right. But I thought he was, I thought he like jumped out and spooked people. He and was. Killed people. But I guess when the Nazis come along, enemy of my enemy is my friend or some shit it wasn't that the moral of the movie or something <laughs> was that the moral of the second world war i do love the idea of like a, a team up movie where um it is something like that where the nazis have spread globally so it's up to like the villainous monsters of the Hell world to take yeah. them on it's so, like nosferatu dracula that's like bigfoot like everyone's cool. just got to be they're like the avengers of the paranormal world that's pretty bad and they got to team up together to take down that's hitler pretty badass. that would be awesome let's not air this and let's <laughs> make that. it let's Hell shoot it yeah, i'll be hitler let's do it right and get a bunch of peeps rounds i wanted to be hitler damn it <laughs> <laughs> um, Everyone we try and cast wants to be the yeah. Nazis. <laughs> it's like a, like a nine foot hairy dude. And we're like, we were hoping you would play the role of Bigfoot. I was going to go for Hitler. <laughs> we have a waiting list Shit. for Hitler. <laughs> can I be uh, Hitler understudy then? <laughs> There's a Hispanic man who can jump nine feet tall. I'm going for Hitler too, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you are you here for the to play the role of uh, Spring Hill Jack? Nine. Oh God, <laughs> we got another one. Bizarre casting ever. <laughs> I'm starting to think we shouldn't have done this casting call in Berlin. Yeah, it's just bullshit. Okay, so we've covered some of the history, right? We, you know, is it, from whenever we started this podcast, this was quite an early on request for mm-hmm. the Spring Hill Jack. Um, I was researching it um, a couple different times and it kind of never, I never hit the right tone or found the kind of right info that I was willing to do an episode on this. Okay. I was kind of waiting for the time to be right. Whenever I looked at our Gmail inbox the other night, mm-hmm. I stumbled across an email and the time is right because wow. I came across this revelation. I had an email from a Dan F who emailed us at this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. Nice dude. He's something to get off his chest. Are these nudes? <laughs> you slowly close your laptop. No. 
obviously that would be weird. He had a nine foot long, anyway. He wrote, One night in the 1870s, during reports of Spring Hill Jack sightings in the black country, a man called Joseph Darby was arrested by police after reported sightings of Spring Hill Jack led them to this location. This man, Joseph Darby, is my ancestor. What? He was a competitive jumper and was able to jump six foot in the air standing still with his ankles tied together. No. From a standing position, he was able to jump over 12 foot horizontally. He was so nimble, it was said that he was able to jump, land on a man's face while he was lying down and spring off his face without even harming the man. Joseph Darby was arrested by police whilst he was practicing his jumping over a canal approximately 12 foot wide. That'll do it. I mean, and you he fit was, the profile. <laughs> and he was wearing a mining helmet. <gasps> Spring Hill Jack sightings continued until 1904. Joseph Darby died 33 years later in 1937 at the age of 76. Perhaps he wasn't the first Spring Hill Jack, but maybe he was the last. So... One of our listeners, ancestors, was this competition jumper. And I researched this. I looked up this Joseph Darby character. And it is like Wikipedia page is like totally documented. He entered like, you know, championships and global competitions in like, you know, standing jumps, high jump records, right. things like that. And he could legit jump 12 to 13 feet just horizontally. Oh, and he okay. would do he would do let's say like he had another record i think which was for double clawing <laughs> most people clawed in, in most women's <laughs> blouses ripped open with <laughs> razor blades <laughs> but he would he would ha- he had like triple jump records as well where he you know he was allowed three successive jumps right and he could go something like 50 or 60 foot it was insane that's crazy yeah so so if anyone fits the profile yeah. You're looking at him. So I guess, I don't know what this tells us. I did ask this gentleman who wrote into us, I said, you know, do you feel demonic blood coursing through your veins? And he right. was saying, look, I'm not much of a jumper. I don't, I don't think it's like passed on. I think that's how it works. Right. Really. But um, I don't know what this means. I mean, this guy was pretty prolific. I think he was busy with his jumping career. I don't think this is Spring Hill Jack necessarily. But it does tell us that that kind of jumping was possible. It is possible. It's definitely possible by a human. Right, right. And especially if, you know, back in these olden days, there's not a lot to do. They don't have Game Boys. <laughs> this they is don't like have a recurring theme Facebook. Of, of all our old stories. Yeah, is that there's not a lot going on. Yeah. So what do you do? You just practice jumping. You just get really good at jumping. <laughs> not really a hobby, but I'm kind of into standing at the moment. Just trying different stands. So I don't know whether this is Spring Hill Jack, uh, but it did lead me to an interesting train of thought i was sort of thinking what would the motive be of a sports person to commit those acts um and i started researching and it turns out sports people do some bad shit whoa you know because you have these people and they're blessed with super normal athletic abilities right and what if instead of using those powers to win the olympics win championships win prize money they use it for evil okay interesting as an example Fast Eddie Johnson used his <laughs> used his ironic javelin skills <laughs> to spear men. He used his 10-year NFL career in the Atlanta Hawks to commit more than 100 crimes, including theft, battery, and sexual assault. But, but how did he use those abilities to commit crimes? I mean... Or was he just committing crimes? I guess he, like, if I went out and committed a crime tonight, yeah. I'd get caught, like, right away. But not speedy. I'm not that athletic. <laughs> Fast Eddie Johnson, he, he committed 99 before he got caught on the 100th. <laughs> what a time to be caught as well. You're like the big 100. <laughs> Busted. I mean, like, you've, you've gone down the NFL, like, Hall of Famers, like, Atlanta Hawks. Like, yeah. You know, won every competition there is. But the one thing you haven't done is been a centenarian of crime. <laughs> centenarian of crime. That's so cool that now I want to do it. Hell yeah, dude. We'll just do lots of little, like, petty. We'll steal, like, a hundred chocolate bars from my yeah, shop. Yeah, let's do that. Hell I'm really yeah. hungry. So like, <laughs> tonight, preferably, a hundred. I'm hungry, too. Powerboat racer Ben Kramer ordered the assassination of his racing rival Don Arrett. Now, God damn. Fun side note. <laughs> He tried to escape prison in 1989 by having someone fly a helicopter to the prison yard. But, beca- 
and jump out or die. But because he was over 200 pounds, whenever he jumped up to grab the leg of the helicopter, it leaned to one side, snagged the yard fence, crashing and almost killed the pilot. The pilot had only learned to fly a helicopter specifically for that mission. Ben escaped with only a broken ankle. Oh, the poor pilot. I feel so bad. Like to look at the other side of that coin, there's like, it's also crazy if you look at the list of sports persons who served in the military, which is quite a cool thing. Right. If you look back to like WW2 and the Vietnam War and stuff, they were really into like recruiting, yeah, like Super NFL. <laughs> Absolutely. Essentially. Uh, like NFL players, like baseball players, whatever it was. Presumably in these olden days, if you were eligible for a draft, yeah. which most athletes would be. You would imagine. I mean, they're at like the peak of physical fitness makes sense so yeah you want those guys out on the front line hell yeah uh, speedy quick quick boy fast man whatever his name is <laughs> fast Eddie johnson but he's just stealing all the guns <laughs> and he almost stole a hundred too <laughs> so i think we're sort of drawing a conclusion of evidence here probably back in the seventh minute of this podcast to be honest right um where do you fall on this kind of idea of the spring heel Jack, this assailant of the of the innocence of London. Yeah. You've done a good job, Kit. You've sh- you've painted a, a history. I know. Of, right, just take the compliment. Yeah, no, I will. I was just yeah. I'll okay. savor it. You've Can I get it in writing? <laughs> uh, you did a good you did a a banging job, Kit Greer, of illustrating this history of debauchery. But Excuse? Where's the next bit about our all being real? You know, any testimonies we get from the 1800s, uh-huh. you got to take with a grain of salt. Why? Do-, <laughs> Do I think that there was a man long ago jumping out and molesting women? Yes, most likely. That happens in today's world. Do I think he breathed fire mm-hmm. and had the eyes of a demon? I don't believe I do. Why would they lie, though? <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, the, the the story with the woman who wouldn't convict a murderer because he couldn't blow mm-hmm. blue flames. That's a tough one because I don't. I also don't know what that could be. Yeah, you know what? What, is, what did she think she saw? Although I do think it's interesting that one witness saw a potential Springhill Jack carrying a lantern. Right. Another man was caught with a candle. Yeah. So, so what you're thinking is like, he sp- pops out and like blows the candle. Maybe wax. he spits like like lighter <sighs> fluid or something. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. I mean, that's not beyond the realms of possibility. That's more likely than a supernatural demon man. It is true. I mean, you, you've investigated this more than I have. Where, where, where's your opinion falling? Oh, it's horse shit. <laughs> oh my God. T- to be fair, I think a good percentage of these Spring Hill Jack sightings are like copycat nonsense yeah it seems to be that it was a lot of people doing the same sort of behaviors i don't think it was one person it's sort of like um like most recently in popular culture like all over the news there's been clown sightings yeah murderous clown sightings and i guess one person did it as a joke to prank their friends that went viral and then all of a sudden everyone was doing it all across the world and i guess that's maybe not the most fitting example but it is an example of how one idea and one you know villainous figure can spread like wildfire throughout multiple people now whether there was any sort of paranormal beginnings i think that might be like you know still left unresolved because there's lots of as we see with perak the spring man of of prague of course and we look at other you know paranormal beings like i don't know even the jersey devil and like you know there's there's many stories of like beasts that run along rooftops and things like that Mm -hmm. so I mean, that's that's still within the realms of possibility. But I think for the specific case of Spring-Heeled Jack that assaulted all these people, I just think it's people. I think it's people too. That's going to be a double no, That's a double no this week. This episode. Mm-hmm. But that was a fantastic story. Just a, an incredible input from uh, Dan F. Thank you so much for that email that just illuminated this story beyond belief. If you have your own inputs paranormal submissions tales or speculations please email them in to this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com as always the twitter is popping off the facebook is popping off slightly less degree hit us up on the twitter (laughs) instagram dead (laughs) it's been dull dead in the water uh at this 
Para Life. That's Twitter. And then Facebook is just This Paranormal Life, I believe. Um, we're just posting, you know, pics, polls, and all sorts of crazy nonsense over there. Much like the podcast. <laughs> crazy nonsense. <laughs> it's really the text version of this podcast. It really <laughs> is. But tune in next week for another original paranormal tale. Okay. Ready? It's my life. What a tune. I ain't gonna live forever. I just wanna live when I'm alive. It's my life. Life is like an open highway. I'm your host for this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a paranormal <coughs> life. Okay. Now never. I'm gonna have to get all this shit out. Cause okay. ghosts are gonna live forever. <laughs> ghosts are like an open highway. It's just all about ghosts. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.